Blog Talk Radio. Once again, all problems solved, and Larry is back. How are you doing, Larry? Doing well. I wanted to thank Charles for sitting in on the last show when I had to bail at the last minute, um, but everything's fine now. I appreciate the those who reached out and expressed concern, and everything's everything's cool, and it's good to be back. Awesome. Yeah, Charles did a great job. I thought he did a bang-up job. Um, you know, it was definitely an exciting show. Uh, Larry, did you get a chance to listen to the show by chance? I did listen to most of it. I listened to the Hughes and, and most of the Al, uh, Al Getz interview, yes. That Hughes, uh, like just a quick postmortem, I, I, I thought the Hughes thing was interesting because I assumed, I mean, I knew he was going to promote the school, but I, I honestly thought that he would be, I don't know. Like, I just thought, you know, he he and Fox had, had sort of mended fences uh, but boy, Hughes Hughes is not backing off on the notion that he is the wrestling trainer and everybody else is garbage. That was a that was actually a little bit of a shock. I thought. Oh yeah, I I, I could have uh, clued you in about that because I spoke to Hughes at a show about that, and he well I, he made it clear that no, he had not uh, mended any fences with Mr. Fox. Ew. Ew. Never boring, never boring. Speaking of never boring, uh, Larry, you wanted to talk about PWX. Do you want to let? Uh, do you want to kind of set that up um, about PWX for us? Well, yeah. I this uh, past weekend, um, I had a uh, was tied up on Saturday, and I so it was because I originally was going to go to Why We Wrestle, and then I saw this great PWX card, and I was able to clear time and made the trek over to Charlotte on Sunday. And wow, what a show they put on! Um, yeah, I hadn't been to PWX since their early days, and I'd gone when I'd gone to a show in Charlotte. And this is on, on a completely the name of the show is another level, and this show was on another level from what I saw there before. I mean, three or four matches that were as good as I've seen, you know, this year on, on that show. It was really, really. Uh, tremendous and what a great crowd they have both great in, in numbers uh, that they were you know standing room only 400 people but also in the the energy of the crowd was just just fabulous um, I had a great time and I uh, I plan on, on going back uh, you know Anthony Henry's had you know a number of great matches in, in, uh, in the last year two years and he had another great one uh, defeating Roderick Strong um, in probably what was the best match of the, uh, of the show although there were several really good matches Corey Hollis uh, and David Starr was really good. Cedric Alexander and Marty Skrull was really good. And main event with J- Jake Manning salvaging his career by defeating John Schuyler to win the PWX title was, uh, you know, off the charts for emotion. I mean, I had just no, I had no idea how over uh, Manning was or how much people would be behind the Man Scout. Uh, versus, Thank God uh, the Man Scout's still around. I know Gypsy Bailey will be thrilled to hear that. Yes, so, the Man um, Scout survived. Yeah. <laughs> wrestle another day, but it was really a good match. I mean, I didn't have come in with real high expectations, but it, but it was it was really um, excellent. So excellent. So kudos to Brian Kanabraski and what he's uh, put together over there because it was it was quite a show. I um, I, you know, I I, sh- I guess I shouldn't put business out in the street, but I'm going to do it, Larry. Like PWX. It's like that promotion. Like the the boys want to wrestle for them. They get great crowds. There's always a lot of buzz. I hate that word, but there is. There's always a lot of buzz about PWX. Why the hell are they losing so much freaking money? I mean, everything that I hear 
is that they lose six figures every year. What the hell's going on? <laughs> well, you know, I wonder if that's the case now for, for a couple of reasons. Mm. They're, 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 they're not doing TV, which had to be uh, obviously a drain. Eating them alive. And yeah. Yeah, and and they're drawing a lot better than they were because you know they were a, a hundred, hundred and fifty, that kind of range, and this this was this was four hundred strong, uh, right? With uh, twenty or twenty five bucks, I think, for the first first row, first couple rows. So you know they had a pretty okay. good gate. Yeah, they they had a pretty. Good gate I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a pretty big payroll, but yeah, I was gonna say like, I mean. The joke is amongst Jeff and I, like if if you have a show that draws four hundred people and you lose money, you should shoot yourself. I mean that's like Jamie Costello <laughs> shit, right? That's like you know, <laughs> um, so good. I mean PWX again, it's one of these promotions that gets a lot of attention. I think Anthony Henry is one of those guys that's benefited so much by being there and raising their profile all at the same time, and. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that perhaps it's not losing its ass anymore. Because for a while, I mean, the stories you would hear was, you know, this amazing production, and it's just such a professionally put together show. And then they're just losing money hand over fist. Yeah, so I was hearing the hopefully same thing that's no longer hearing. the case. Mm-hmm. You know, one interesting thing that Kanabrowski said was that they don't they don't do any postering at all. That's that's not part of their advertising uh, setup at all. Um, and you know, I couldn't help but strike me as I as I'm sitting there that this is what AWE would aspire to be. Um, yeah. Because they're getting the same kind of fans as AWE is getting, for lack of a better way of saying Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But they're also, but they're Just also ten times family. more. This, right. This this is a totally family friendly show. There's nothing that would dissuade families from coming, and they mm. come. They did. So you had this real nice blend. Of of folks that, that that's really inclusive of, of of a spectrum of wrestling fans, and I you know I think that's what AWE is going to need to do to be more successful, and it's going to be real interesting when they go into Cross Keys High School um, week after next, uh, which if I'm not which is a uh, an odd Monday night show. Oh boy. Um, yeah, um, I think it's I believe it's a fundraiser show for this for something associated with the school. But obviously, they're going to really have to uh, clean up their act to to run the high school. It'll be interesting. I, I would love to be able to be there, but I'm not. I'm going to be out of town that week, so I'm not going to see that show. But otherwise, I definitely would have been there just to see how that all played out. You know, it's funny you mentioned about PWX and how they're kind of doing what AWE would like to do. I think Scenic City, in a way, is doing what AWE would like to do as well, where I, I think they've gotten that – I mean, in their basically their second show, right? I mean, they had shows last year, two nights, and this year it's it's caught on like wildfire. And we're gonna have a number of people from uh, Scenic City on tonight, uh, for sure. Ace, uh, who's one of the guys that puts that show on, is gonna be here, and Gunnar Miller, who who is the hot wrestler in Georgia this year, clearly he's going to be on as well. And then hopefully Matt Riddle, we're going to see about that one, but um, yeah, I mean, scenic city has, I think, you know, really has that thing that AWE is looking for clearly PWX has it. I don't know. Uh, It's a tough road to hoe and UIW from what I hear, uh, you know, they're suffering greatly as well. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to see what takes, what doesn't, and who's managing to make it work. Um, one thing about going back to AW for a second, they did draw better at their mm-hmm. um, season finale show. They listed a crowd of, of 120. So, again, if that's a, a real number, um, they did a they, – they, um, you know, that, that's an improvement for them, definitely, and they're, that's, a, that's trending in the right direction. So it will be interesting to see how they do with this three-part start to season three. Um, it's a Sunday show, a Monday show, and then I believe it's the following Sunday they go back to Famous Pub. So they're they're running three different venues uh, to to stick to kick off their next season. And we have a caller. I do not recognize this number. It is not Mr. Joshua. I can tell you that. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I I do not know who this is. Let's see. Go ahead and bring them all. Area code nine one three. You're on the tipping point. Larry, you you pain me, man. I only text you from this. Now I don't know why you never text me back. You're not kayfabing me. You're just an asshole. 
Oh, it's Ace, it's Ace Rockwell. <laughs> Ace. Ace, how are you doing, Ace? Ace, I'm going to ask you a question right off the jump. Scenic City's coming. I'm going to be there. I am fucking excited, man. And what is what is the state of you right now? Are you frantic? Like, oh, my God, like the show's coming and it's crazy. Or are you content with knowing there's people coming in internationally for this thing? I'm sure ticket sales have been brisk, to put it mildly. It's going to be a phenomenal event with the best talent, I think, on a single show that anybody's putting on in the country, really, outside of WWE. Uh, what's your state of mind right now? I was fine until you just went on your rant, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I've thought about bits and pieces of that here and there, uh, but <laughs> uh, I'm not intelligent enough to put the whole thing together like you just did, so uh, fuck you very much. Well, I'm sorry, man. You know, I, I mean, God, I mean, you must want to kill yourself if this thing doesn't get pulled off. I mean, <laughs> um, I make it. No, I'll make it better. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, man. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, um, I'm. It's uh, surprisingly, I'm I'm uh, much better than I was last year around this time. Um. Mm. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to learn after this year, too. Don't get me wrong. But this year, I I, I take notes constantly. I'm, <laughs> I, my wife gets mad at me because I have a book that I've, that I've crossed out, marked out. I mean, the notebook was, you know, brand new when I bought it, and I've, I've got like four pages left on it because I keep, you know, marking out, changing stuff. I'm sure you do all the time, Stephen. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. Um, but I, my mind is always going about what have I forgot, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I mean, I think scenic city is a reflection of that kind of mentality though. I, you know, they, they call bookers pencils back in the day. A lot of guys probably don't know that. And the reason they did is because you, you do, you have to constantly change stuff. You're constantly trying to fix what's going on. If you're any good if you're any good, let me put that caveat on there. Um, so man, so have there, I mean, uh, God, let, like, I'm going to ask you another hard question and then I'll, I'll let Larry get in here. Um, you and you and Hensley, obviously you and Scott Hensley um, putting together this great show. Has there been any major bones of contention betwixt the two of you? Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, there, there, were, awesome. there were last year, I mean, I know you know Scott, Stephen, and and yeah, I, I want to say this: Scott has the biggest heart of, of anybody in pro wrestling, you know. And and the autograph you. card collection, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I've I I've seen that collection, uh, not all of it, but I've seen seen some of it, and I, uh, I I don't know how he does it, but um, Scott's been a good friend for a long time. Uh, he's a good dude. Uh, he's got a big heart, and he is smart about pro wrestling. And there's a, there's this perception amongst people that are in the business that just because you don't grow up in it or just because you're not taught a certain way, it means that you don't know what you're doing. And in my opinion, and my opinion is not right or wrong, I disagree with that. I think Scott does have a lot to offer the wrestling business. I think he has offered a lot to me. Um, The one different uh, thing this year is that, you know, Scott and I were just bouncing off each other last year, um, but – I've been talking to Al a lot about this thing and uh, Al gets, um, and I, he, he was offering me great suggestions and everything. And I finally was just like, man, let's just, I just asked him, I said, will you come on and help? Like be the third guy. I mean, be an equal part of this, um, you know, balance the two out, come up with a better idea. And that's what we did. Um, and I, I mm. will say this before you, before you, um, before Larry asked a question, um, I, I heard, part of, I guess, the tipping point uh, a week or two ago when Larry wasn't there, and Larry, I hope right. everything is going to stay with you. Um, uh, I, I think you asked him, how did it come about? How did Chris Hero or Matt Riddle come about? Um, I did have a plan, and I did have a plan of, of 16 guys. Um, Matt Riddle and Chris Hero weren't on that original plan. 
um, that's where Al came, Al came in because he does have his finger on the pulse more so than I do. I have my finger on the pulse around this area, um, and I think I know uh, the good talent around this area. Al's the one that brought up Matt Riddle, and I knew of him. I, I've watched some of his stuff, um, and I said, yeah, I mean, if you're game, I'm game, let's bring him. Uh, made a call. Matt Riddle said, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then the 16th guy originally um, was Roderick Strong. Um, mm. And uh, Roderick had, had let me know, it was in May sometime, that he wasn't going to be able to do it. Uh, he was going to be leaving Ring of Honor, and he had some other opportunities that he needed to pursue, and I understood that. Right. Um, but he did, on his way out, he said, uh, I think you should get in touch with Hero. I think Chris uh, would be willing to do it. Before you do, let me reach out to him. Let me put uh, put you guys together. So he did that. I reached out to Chris, and Chris has been awesome all the way through. That's fantastic, man. Fantastic. And, and I mean, you know, when we were talking about Hensley, as far as, you know, he's not in wrestling, so he doesn't know anything. I mean, clearly the only person that applies to is Larry, who, because he's never taken a bump, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Larry, oh, do you have a question? I always love when people say that about Larry. Well, I just love it. You know, it's just, it's so well, ridiculous. You know? <laughs> Larry, and, and I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know Larry, if Scott's taken Larry. any bumps, but he's he's been a ring announcer for a number of different promotions. It's not like he's never been involved in you know, in you know, in in, in real quote real shows and stuff. So no, that um, that just that that absolutely pisses me the hell off when people say that, and especially I hate when, when people say that. that. I mean, it, it it annoys the crap out of me, and here's why: these same guys, these same wrestlers that will get mad about someone writing a report, whether it's Larry whether it's Dave Meltzer, whether it's Scott Hensley, whomever it is, they're the first people to say, this guy's never taken a bump. But they're the first person to get on social media and they're the first person to complain about an NFL game, to complain about an NFL player, to complain oh about my God. a baseball player, yes. to complain about, Every, to complain oh. about a movie. And, it, it, and it's the same thing. They don't see it. It's the same thing. You cannot draw, you cannot draw a comparison to that when you're the same person that's doing it. And, I mean, and who has more wacky notions about shit than wrestlers, right? (laughs) Wrestlers are the the guys who think absolutely everything is a work. That is one of my (laughs) biggest pet peeves, right? It's like, oh, my God, that's such a work. It's like, you know, I don't don't know if they can control whether a ball goes in a hoop or not. Like, (laughs) like, uh, okay, Um, but yes, yes. Uh, Larry, what is your question for Ace yeah, so Rockwell? I, uh, just looking at night one, on a night filled with good first-round matches, I was wondering what match uh, you are particularly looking forward to yourself, Ace. Oh, um, I, I guess the consensus is probably Hero and Kyle, but I'm, I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. Besides that, um, and we, we had some surprises last year, and I think that the surprise this year is going to be Ray Fury and Joey Lynch. Mm. Wow. I I think that I've seen them. I've seen them both work. Obviously, um, I'm a huge fan of Joey Lynch, um, and I've become a huge fan of Ray Fury. Uh, those those aren't familiar with, with Ray Fury because he doesn't get out a lot to the, the shows that uh, you know Middle Georgia and stuff like that. Um, the guy is supremely talented. Um, yes, I, I know Steve Carino put him over, and not not just the match, but I, I've heard uh, what Steve Carino has said about Ray Fury, and I've heard the things that people have said about Joey Lynch. And my opinion on Joey Lynch is this: the only thing stopping Joey Lynch from getting out and doing the same shows that Corey Hollis and Chip Day <laughs> and those type guys are doing is Joey Lynch. He is that talented. Jimmy Rave has said the same thing about him. Um, you'll hear Anthony Henry say the same thing about him. Um, I, I think that uh, a big weekend here um, could really lift Joey um, in, into people really seeing what he can do and uh, bringing him on to other shows. Yeah, I think that's one of the more exciting aspects of Scenic City. There's so many great things about it, but one of them is I'm kind of dying 
I'm just dying to see the quote-unquote local guys really get to show out, really get to show that they're on par uh, with the great talent being brought in, the Matt Riddles and the Chris Heroes and guys like that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to there being a feeling of interacting and everybody elevating each other instead of this idea of here's a name – Here's the local guy, and never will they really meet up. This is this is just more of a mix of the best of the best, and it really has that big fight feel, and I just can't wait to see it. Yeah, I uh, as a fan, and, I, and I'm a fan first and foremost, and I think we all are, obviously. Um, I I wanted to start this because I wanted something in this area that uh, it's it's. It's really based off the Ted Petty Invitational, and I've said that in countless other interviews, and I think I said it last year. I was a huge fan of it when I was coming up in wrestling, um, and I always wanted to be in it. I was on the card for Ted Petty, but I I never got to do the tournament. Um, And this is just something that, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, when the the funds are there and and, uh, the opportunity is there, um, it presented itself. And when... I guess after we announced the first few people, I, I was you know I was getting excited because it was getting buzz and stuff like that. But after we announced Matt Riddle, and, and tickets went on sale the next day, the first tickets bought were from people from Montreal, and mm. that uh, I like I called I called uh, Susan Mullenix who who handles tickets and everything, and um, I wanted to make sure because I'd seen it on you know on Twitter. And she said, yeah, I had to stare at it for a few minutes because I couldn't believe it. And then <laughs> someone from Vancouver bought tickets. And then someone from then a few people from California bought tickets. Then a few people from New York bought tickets. Chicago, Florida. And I know that we're going to draw, you know, around this area, um, you know, the, the Empire Faithful and stuff like that. But to get, to get that kind of response um, nationwide was uh, – yeah, you know, humbling is a great word to to say, but I was shocked um, because the only time that really happens, and I'm not tooting any horns or anything like that, but the only time that happens is for like WrestleMania, and this isn't WrestleMania, and this is not anything on that scale, but it's just it's the hard work that Al Getz has put in, it's the hard work that Scott's put in, um, it's the hard work that even even the uh, the, the first family of Twitter, the Hell's family, Dylan. Uh, Mike Hells and his family that have really put forth to, to to get some attention for this thing, and of course East Hamilton, uh, they're doing their part in this. They've got their baseball players selling tickets. They're putting out banners. They're putting out posters. We've put out over three thousand posters, and uh, it's yeah, you know, I, it's definitely humbling, definitely shocking. Hmm. Uh, Ace, I was curious about uh, night two. You've got Tank and Iceberg coming in. Has uh, it been determined what's what's going to be happening with them yet, or is that going to remain a surprise up until the night? Um, uh, you know they haven't tagged in a while, um, and uh, I it's no secret I, I love Tank and I love Iceberg. Um, no matter the battles we've had together, um, the reason I the reason I got this, you know half the spots I got were were because of those two. They knew that. I could take a beating, wouldn't complain, and I would come back. And, uh, you know, I had Tank last year. I haven't had Iceberg in the tournament yet. Um, but I wanted them on uh, I wanted them on the show. And I was just, you know, Alan Scott and I were beating our heads together. You know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, so we just thought, hey, we'll just announce it for night two. I mean, we're going to draw night two regardless because – Night two is is going to be the crowning of of, of the champion of the of the sure. winner. Um, so that's going to remain a surprise. Um, I will say this: it will be more than two people, and everyone will find everyone will find out on uh, the first night. Um, you know, just you know, just like the fans will, and, and everything. It's nothing we're going to announce on social media or anything like that. It's going to remain a surprise and. To me, I think sometimes the best things in wrestling are legitimate surprises. Um, Ace, you know, 
the uh, the first year went so well. Um, and, and I don't think many people knew what to expect. Like they knew it was well, it, like there was a lot of great talent, but I think the way that it was laid out was the brilliance of it. It was really fantastic. Now you could have had a sophomore jinx. Instead, it feels like you guys went bigger and have avoided that sophomore jinx completely. Like it's just, it's, it's just a bigger scale event and it's very well put together. Um, you know, I know you're, you're focused in like a laser beam on this year, but uh, what's the thought? Cause I know it's something must've come up already amongst you, Hensley, Algetz. What's the thought about the third year? Like is, is there going to be a, a different wrinkle or is it like, okay, here's where the bar is. Now our goal is to try to meet that bar every year. Um, what kind of thinking or, or talking has taken place about year three? We, we've talked a little bit about it. Um, I've got my own thoughts about it. Um, and I, I won't say too much, but I've already, I've already reached out to the right people. I've already had communication with the right people. And I, I'll, I'm going to say one word, and that'll be it, but Japan. Mm. <laughs> and Ironic, because they, they, can't, they, can't, they can't even... They can't even pronounce Scenic City. That's the irony. <laughs> hey, um, it's it's uh it's fine with me, man. As, as, as long as they come ready to work and and uh and you know and, and ready to ready to enjoy pro wrestling, man. I mean, this is what yeah, they're all about. Um, just if you know, I said this, I've said this on Facebook, and I said this to a few people, and I mean it 100 percent. Tournament is for people that love pro wrestling. It's for people that uh, enjoy pro wrestling but may have lost a love for pro wrestling. And we want to reignite that fire for pro wrestling. It still exists. The, the, the sport, the art, it all still exists. And you're going to get it on August 5th and August 6th. Um, you know, no matter what we got to do, and I know the crew guys that we have, they're going to bust their tail. And they're, they're going to give you everything they got. And I hope... And I hope after August 6th is over with that there isn't one fan that walks away uh, unhappy or, you know, uh, displeased because of the money they spent. But I'll say this. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you're going to see the collection of talent like this for $10. I, 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 if, if you can. Yeah, no, no way. No way. No. Larry. You know, the thing about uh, – for year one, I you know I know just based on the talent lineup that I was going to see some really good matches. What I didn't expect was great storytelling, um, and um, I, I, I just would figure you guys you know you got it you got a challenge this year to 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 pull off what you did last year in terms of story. Absolutely, um, you know that's. You know, the base of uh, pro wrestling, in my opinion, and again, I'm not right or wrong. Um, Steven will have an opinion, and his opinion is not right or wrong, regardless of what Bill have you think, right, Steven? Oh, no, uh, it's, it's pretty much right, yeah. And so the, the closer the closer our Venn diagrams lap over each other, that's the percentage of right that you are. So. Uh, I, I, I hope you know I'm kidding, Steven. I, I, oh, absolutely. I love yeah. I love your stuff, and I'm, you know, I'm a big fan. But um, the base of pro wrestling is it's sport number one. It's art, um, and there's got to be storytelling. Um, any any good pro wrestling event is going to have storytelling. I don't care if it's a spot show. I don't care what it is. We proved that last year. Uh, Jimmy Ray proved that last year. Gunnar Miller proved that last year. Host of guys, Anthony. Uh, I'm sorry, Anthony. Henry improved that last year. Um, you you have to have guys. Um, you have to have a group a group of guys that are willing to listen, that are willing to apply what you're trying to convey to them, and act it out on their own. I'm not one of these guys that's going to go detail for detail and tell you this is what I want here, this is what I want here, and this is what I want here because I've been a wrestler. Stephen, you've been a wrestler. You know what it's like. I'm a guy. It likes for guys to um, 
you know, use their ability, use use their mind. Um, I'll, I'll give you a basic outline. You fill it in. We had a basic outline last year of what we wanted as far as storytelling, and we have that this year. Um, we we have some stuff set um, that that we feel uh, will be good going into next year. Um, and, and that said, you know, next year, you know, um, I was worried when we first started doing this. Okay, this goes well. This goes meh. You know, what are we going to do? Where are we going to be? And I can tell you right now that East Hamilton wants us back next year. So we're probably going to be back there next year. I'll know for sure after, you know, night one and everything like that. But it's, it's a great working relationship. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the stories that we tell over the course of two nights uh, will, will allow us back. But that's just my that's my opinion. Um, I'm going to throw a question to you guys since, since – uh, you guys are the ones asking questions. I want to turn the tables on you real quick. If you were me, can you ask a question about next year? Has there been any thoughts? I want you guys to give me three names right now that haven't been in the tournament this year or last year that you would like to see. Um, I'll go first. We'll, we'll treat this like a draft. Um, Slim, uh, Slim J. Slim J is a guy uh, who I think – is so focused. Like when we had him on, I mean, this, he's at the kind of the height of his powers, both ring IQ wise and physically. So Slim J is a guy I would like to see locally. Larry. Presuming he's still available, Cedric Alexander. Mm. Just for obvious reasons. Cause the guy's so damn good. <laughs> Uh, I've got one, and, and this is, and the, the weird thing is that it won't be an actual name. Um, I, I think with all this shakeup of NXT, the, the draft, brand split, blah, 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 I think by next year there will be a guy invariably who is going to be underutilized, misused, or whatever who's going to be sort of on the wire, you know, he's going to be available on the wire and it would be a fascinating thing to see a guy who has like a legitimate chip on his shoulder to prove himself, um, what he would do at scenic city in that kind of environment where it's becoming like that event that you have to be on. If you're anybody, Larry, uh, along those same lines, again, and if he's available and he has Georgia connections, how about Cody Rhodes? Hmm. Here, here's my last one, my third one. Um, I, uh, you know, I was normally Larry and I would would take the first fifteen minutes and talk about what happened locally. We didn't really do that. I, I realized the other day, within the last month. Jeter has wrestled an Ironman match <laughs> against Slim J and uh, Ken Park, and he had an all-out brawl against Tank that was unreal. And I think, like, my God, that guy's got all the pieces. He's got, like, big league size. He's sort of an attraction. He's, you know, all that stuff. I want to see what Jeter would do. So I guess Jeter, Slim J, and whatever guy – gets bounced out of the WWE soon before Scenic City 3. Larry, who's your third? Uh, I think a guy who's a little, um, you know, a little, not in PCW so much, but in other places, kind of forgotten man in some cases, and that's Shane Marks. Mm. I'd love to see I'd love to see him there. Um, Ace, I've got a, a question back at you. Just, you know, of course, I thought the choices for this year's field were um, – Really super, but I was most Absolutely. curious and most delighted to see Drew Delight chosen. Um, what were your thoughts on, on on having Drew in the tournament? Uh, 100% honesty, um, Drew's a good friend of mine. Drew owns Empire Wrestling. Uh, he's done a lot for me in my career. He's always looked out for me. Um, I Coming up, um, there were two guys that I kind of come up with that, that I thought, besides Jimmy, uh, that were really talented that um, that I wanted to be like. And one of them was Drew Delight, one of them was Adam Jake. Uh, mm. And uh, Drew uh, 
can't say enough good things about him. There's, no matter what I say about him, it's not going to be enough. Uh, whether it was the circumstances or um, opportunity or time or whatever it was, he you know he never quite you know got out of the bubble. Um, but for those that haven't seen Drew, he is he is exceptionally talented. Um, and I knew that was going to be you know some you know some people's you know question that I put him in because we're friends and you're damn right I did. And if you got a problem with that tough shit, um, he's he's going to prove everyone he's going to prove to everyone wise in the tournament. Um, just like Billy Buck, I, you know I know not too many people are familiar with Billy Buck, but those two guys matching up in the first round, it's a difference of style like same styles but they're different in that every other match that we're going to have. Um, you know, the styles are different. There's going to be it's different taste for everybody. But Drew and Billy Buck, um, I think, are going to wow a lot of people. Uh, I I just really, really, really want people to come to this thing with an open mind and, and, and watch every single guy, whether they think that they, you know, should be in the tournament or not, um, just let these guys tell the story. Let these guys do what they do, and uh, and, and and make you as a fan invoke the emotion that you really, honestly, truly want to. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't come. You wouldn't buy a ticket. Yeah. Um, I, let me uh, go back to you know some of the names you guys mentioned. I, you know, Slim J is definitely someone I want uh, in the tournament. I wanted him last year. The circumstances didn't allow it. We can work everything out. You guys know where I'm going with this. We can work everything out. I would want him in. Um, we just has to has to financially make sense. Um, yeah. Because I do. I don't make money on this. I didn't last year, and I won't this year. Uh, there's a chance I might, you know, I might lose probably maybe 50 or 60 bucks, but it's well worth it um, to, to do this. Uh, and again, that's why I'm taking notes. That's why I'm seeing what what can I do better next year to ensure that we have money that goes back into the tournament. Um, Shane Marks is someone that's always come to mind. Uh, Jeter uh, is someone that's always come to mind. Um, I actually had Jeter uh, last year. Things fell through. When, uh, right. At the, at the time, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's changed now, but at the time he wasn't driving, and uh, the person that couldn't do it uh, could no longer come. Um, I'm going to throw another name out at you guys uh, because – I've been watching a lot of him, and I think that probably over the course of the next year he's going to be a guy that blows up, and that's Timothy Bumpers. Hmm. Ace, Ace, um, you know, you were one of the greatest baby faces in Georgia in the modern era, hands down, flat out. What year Ace Rockwell would you want to be in the tournament this year? Like looking back at your own career, what year do you think, man, I was fucking great. I would have definitely wanted to be in a scenic city invitational that year. 2008. Why 2008? That's awesome. Uh, that's when it clicks for me. Uh, that's when, that's when I started putting the pieces together. Um, you know, I'm not saying Larry shared my same opinion or anything like that, but I felt like I was always decent. I felt like I was always in there, and, and you know, guys could trust me not to have a bad match. But I was gonna give, wasn't gonna give that uh, best match performance. And what clicked for me uh, was, and, and I hope, I hope, I hope some guys that are, that that uh, wrestle for while we wrestle up in Cornelia listen to this tonight. Preach. Guys, why the hell you guys haven't taken advantage of uh, of getting into the West Thatcher towards South Camp coming up? Mind uh, <sighs> if you haven't. Um, that camp, uh, when the, the one I did with uh, Thatcher, changed my mindset of wrestling. It opened my mind uh, to a whole different philosophy. I saw things differently. Um, I. I could now I now knew how to put together my matches that would work best for me, and I'm I'm working on a column right now that I'm, that I'm writing for uh, uh, wrestling with words, and it's called Know Your Limitations. 
there's too many people and too many wrestlers that uh, try and do things that they can't do. You got to know your limitations. You got to you, you you have to know what you do. And you got to work on that to do it better. And once you do it better, you got to work on it to do it to the best of your ability. And that's what I've figured out. I'm not a guy that can cut a moonsaw. I can't go. I can't do a backflip. I can't do a 450. Um, you know, I, I, I. But what I do do well is I, I believe I believe that I sell well. I believe that I use good facials. Um, when selling, that I can I can connect with people. Um, mm-hmm. And then my my move set. I I make sure that what I do is believable. Um, I I really believe that as a pro wrestler, you have to know your limitations, and you have to know what you can and can't do. Um, but 2008 is the guy that I think that would would fit best in this tournament because that's when I was having matches with uh, Shatter that I felt like were some of my best. Sean Tempers. Um, to this day, I still think the match with Sean Tempers with for the North American title on Cornelia, and then the match I had with Shatter Hardcore Hell and and Cornelia for the NWA national title are my best matches to date, and that's the guy that I would want. Awesome. Larry, a final question for Mr. Rockwell. Uh, well, first, I wanted to back up. When you said Timothy Bumpers, I didn't think of uh, – I, I know him as Timmy Lou Retton, correct? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I mean, I, I just I, – I just, that's what, when yeah. I thought, well, I don't know this Bumpers guy, but then I thought, oh, yeah, that's Timmy Lou Retton. Okay, cool. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, I, could, I see what you're saying about him. My bad. He can, he can uh, send me a message on Facebook chewing me out. Um, you know, I guess I just I just want to say I, re- I really wish you well, and I'm looking forward to this. Uh, uh, oh, I, I know one other question: Are there any rooms left at the hotel? Uh, there are no rooms left. Uh, I would say ooh. probably not, Larry, because I got one of the last ones, and I got my room three weeks ago because I'm an adult. So, took care of that. So. Uh, well, Larry, Larry, I'd be in my place. Larry, if you're, if you're needing something, Larry, I, I can hook you up, brother. All right. I'll, I'll let you know. I might. Let me, uh, send me a message on Facebook or, uh, you know, if you do know my number, you can you can send me a text. I, 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 may I, I do know your number, and I do know how to text, so I, I think I can handle it, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, well, wait, but Larry, you've never made a phone before. How can you use text? Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, hey, at least, I, at least I don't have a flip phone anymore, you know? I mean. I did until like a year ago, yeah. <laughs> any last words, please? Yes, yes. Uh, you guys at the time, I know last year Larry and I, you know, went out uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's a good way for you know for me not to stress and everything, but I would sincere, sincerely uh, like to uh, meet you guys on Saturday. Go grab a bite to eat, fix your brain, uh, see what you guys thought, see what you guys thought worked well, what didn't work well, um, because I don't have all the answers, and you know picking everybody's brain is only going to make this this you know that much better. So I would really like to you know have that happen if you guys have the time. Um, besides that. Thank you guys very, very much um, for all you guys. Absolutely. Do. Thank you. For uh, wrestling in Georgia, uh, for covering it, uh, for running a show, Stephen, uh, for giving me the platform to come on here and talk to you guys. Um, I'm sorry about Matt Riddle, and I'm sorry for people that are listening to this, expected Matt. Um, I, I believe the story uh, that, that Al got was that uh, I know he lost his phone charger, but I know he was. All, I think he was also on a plane. Um so wasn't real sure when he was going to land, um, but I'll make it up to you guys. I've, I've got, uh, you know, got, you know, got a, got a few guys that'll be that'll be here. Larry, bring your podcasting stuff or whatever you can do to record some stuff on that yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I can record. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Chris Hero. Uh, I've talked to him about doing some stuff. He's he's down to do some stuff. Uh, Leo Rush, um, and, and I know Matt will be. Uh, We'll be okay with doing stuff uh, over the weekend also. Um, but can't thank you guys enough uh, for plugging this, for giving me the time. And uh, I, I, I really, really hope that next weekend uh, will be something that we're talking about next year. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's become the event and that's a testament to you Hensley and everybody else who works on the show. And it's just a very exciting thing to be a part of in any way, shape or form. So, you know, 10 bucks folks. Are you, are you shitting me right now? Like get, get over there, get over there. It's the can't miss show. It's the can't miss show. I forgot one thing, man. I'm sorry. I know you guys got to cut me off, but this show's not this show is not possible without Susan uh, Mullinex and her husband Drew that own Empire. Um, they have the ring. They have the uh, setup. Everything. Uh, they're very generous people, and they're just like me. They uh, they want to produce good wrestling, and without them, it's not possible. It's, it's truly not. I could go rent a ring, but then I got you know. I got other expenses and stuff like that, but they're they're help they're so very helpful, and I uh, just want everyone to know um, that you know say thank you to Susan, say thank you to Drew if you're coming up on Friday and Saturday, uh, because without them, uh, Cynics to the Invitational is not possible. Fantastic, man! Thank you so much, and uh, see you soon. It's going to be great. Thanks, we'll see you. Thank you. Larry, uh, you know, the, the, I, I think the most surprising thing from that interview for a lot of people, it w- wouldn't surprise me, but when they hear Ace talk about money and him going, you know, I'm pr- probably going to break even or I might lose a little bit. And that seems unfathomable to people. I cannot emphasize this enough to do a good show well and to get all those pieces in place. It's a labor of love nothing else. Anybody who thinks that they're going to make a living promoting or booking indie wrestling is a damned fool. It Mm -hmm. is purely a labor of love. And Scenic City is that love manifest. Uh, You can just feel it from that show. Um, That show is not done for any negative reason of like, oh, it's a vanity show or it's a show that sprung up because they were mad at this other guy and it's how people get, no, this is, it was a concept and an idea that was a good one to start and a lot of hard work went into it and they booked it the right way and it's now become a thing and it's, it's all very much deserved. And uh, yeah, it's a great story, but yeah, like people think money's flying around. Like the boys always think tons of money, goes flying into a promoter's pocket. That's so fucking ludicrous. That's all I can say. Uh, it really is a labor of love. And, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that show uh, as much almost as Sacred Ground. i got to be honest. I, it's incredibly exciting, Larry. Yeah, no, more often the money's flying out of the promoter's pocket, not into the promoter's pocket from, from what I've seen. Um, right. You know, we have a uh, returning sponsor, and I thought maybe, uh, Steve, we'd take a little commercial break here and then come back and talk maybe a little bit about the WWE brand split and uh, so forth. So uh, Sounds great to you know, me. We, we, sponsors we are back, Larry. Got the sponsors so, back. <laughs> yes, got to get those sponsors back. We've got one back with us tonight, and we're going to pl- go to that sponsor now, and then we'll be back. Warriors, are you searching through the heavens for a good deal on a transportation device? Then create yourself over to Ultimate Warrior Use Cars. You need not credit. You need not a down payment. Every man stands by himself. Attach yourself to the outer structure of the Ultimate Warrior Use Cars. The most powerful force in Use Cars. The desire to buy and sell the pinnacle of vehicles. Not to repair, but to sell. Not to drive, but to teleport. Black Hole Sun Destruction Devices. We got them! Hulk, cost only the power that illuminates from the souls of those left unpossessed. Sky Chariot to places better left unsaid. We got them, Hulk. Only 400 billion little warriors. 2015 Ford Festivas 
starting at 13,757. I must be crazy. Come see us today as we pass the savings on to those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Ultimate Warrior Used Cars, located in parts unknown, is open Monday through Armageddon, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every night. Deals better than those I propagate to see does not exist. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the Ultimate Warrior. Um, I feel like I'm confessing something. You know why I love the Ultimate Warrior at this stage, Larry? Can you why guess why? It, no. I'm going to argue that Ultimate Warrior is the only guy who ever got over on the WWF slash E. I, they, they, they try to run that guy into the ground. They put out a DVD as a pure hatchet job. Had nothing to do with making money. Had everything to do with trying to ruin that guy. Then they take him back in. Then they have to be nice to him, hat in hand. He gives one of the best promos in raw history. And then he dies before they can tarnish his legacy, before they can do anything. Basically, he got everything he ever wanted out of them. And how many people can say that about the WWE, WWF, Slash McMahons? I think Ultimate, it's an amazing story and legacy. I'll talk about work rate and all that stuff aside. At the end, Ultimate Warrior is a superstar. And I mean, you know. I can listen to him do a used car commercial and it will always make me laugh. <laughs> so um, the brand split, Larry, did you watch that as it was going on? I did. I did. I was just so underwhelmed by the, um, <sighs> agreed by the, by the presentation of it. Um, you know, obviously you, you can imagine how thrilled I was to see Baron Corbin picked as high as he was. And, uh, uh, the, the, I, I, you know, and the and the positioning the uh, SmackDown is well positioning the Raw is the, so clearly as the flagship, and SmackDown is the underdog, and I guess Raw as the heel promotion. I don't know. I it just yeah. There's a lot of tr- there's Hack a lot of troubling things about it. The the, the, the hackneyed most- nonsense. I I thought even the like. The way it was announced, I thought how they laid it out on paper was great, right? We'll do it by rounds, three picks for Mm -hmm. you, two picks for us, whatever. Um, We do it round, have a match, do a round, have a match. Uh, Brilliant. But you don't have the people come out when they're announced. You, You do barely more than just showing a picture of them. I, I, I was that. stunned. It was so underwhelming. It, you know what it reminded me of? Um, you know, if if people who are listening to this have never watched 30 for 30, which are those ESPN documentaries, that's the best stuff on television, period, point blank. I don't care if it's a sport that I could care nothing about. They could make me care about anything. So well done. And they were showing, um, they had one called This Magic Moment about the Orlando Magic getting Shaq and then Penny Hardaway and how it could have been great and how it just ended up not being great. But when they showed the draft, like the excitement was who's going to get the number one pick, right? They would pull out these lottery balls and depending on your record, you would have less or more of a chance to draw the right ball. And Orlando defied the odds and got the number one pick two years in a row. That was the big deal. But when you looked at the presentation, it was so terrible. It's like, it was like, Larry Stern pulling up these giant envelopes and then like, what team is in this envelope? It was horrible. Compare that to how drafts and things like that are handled now. You know, person's drafted. You, you know, you cut to them. They're watching at home or they're watching there. They get on the phone. They're crying their eyes out. It's this great emotional moment. And apparently at the performance center, they really were on pins and needles, not knowing if they were going to get picked. So they oh, were, wow. there was that genuine emotion. Ryan Katz, the guy I broke in with in Colorado, who's a producer for NXT, wrote about this. 
that that he's like that, you know he's like people can call wrestling fake but the emotion at the performance center was very real those guys were on pins and needles and when names got called out everyone cheered and there's hugs and tears and their dreams were coming true what the fuck wasn't a camera there yeah are they, they didn't, crazy they didn't, they didn't capture any of that Oh Are God. they crazy? It's like I've said for months, it's like they don't even know how to make money anymore. And I know that you're slowly coming aboard the SS Stephanie McMahon sucks with me. Can we agree that her and Shane McMahon sort of playfully sniping at each other and pointing out each other's mistakes? It was a horrible television. That said, yeah. I will say last night's Raw was very good, um, not just because, uh, you know, I got, quote-unquote, the results I want. The women's title match was excellent. Um, they're trying out interviewing wrestlers right when their matches are done. Now, the jury's yep. still out on whether that's successful or not or being done well, but the fact is they're trying to give a new look, both in terms of who's being pushed who's holding titles as much as they can change presentation wise. There does seem to be an effort in that regard. We'll see how that plays out, but yeah, man. they went to shots at the announcer's table a couple of times, like a little more of a sports feel. And mm-hmm. I mean, it showed they can still make people when they want to, all of what they did, bringing Finn Balor in, positioning him as a major star, having him go over big time right off the bat. I mean, they can still do it. I mean, why they choose not to, I don't, I don't understand. But they, they, to their credit, they did it with balance. Predictions, Larry. I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot for a prediction. We're talking three-hour, now we're going to have a three-hour pay-per-view, whatever they're calling it now. Um, that's going to happen at least once a month, right? So on certain weekends, you're going to have three hours of that, three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, back-to-back-to-back. Eight hours. And and then NXT Wednesday night and cruiserweight tournaments and all the rest of it. Are people going to watch? Have they given? I've said that I think they've given up. I think they've just gone, you know what? Our demographic is a relatively narrow range of wrestling fans. Crossover, nice if we get it, but we're not going after the casual fan anymore. I think I think it went from used to make 20% of the show was dedicated to making hardcores happy and 80% was to get casual. I think that has completely reversed. I think 80% of the show is to now catering to people who they think scour the, I think it's become Russo's dream show with better wrestling where it's I mean, like run-ins yeah. and you know, all that stuff. I think, I think they're just going after like, People who know their product are the people that they're going to. They're gonna. They're gonna get more money out of the smaller number that Absolutely. are dedicated fans, rather Look than time, trying to get trying to throw in a wider net. Look at the time commitment involved in being a WWE fan. If you're really going to follow everything that's going on now, as you as you just outlined, yeah, it's gonna. It's getting more uh, out of this smaller group of. Uh, fans and, and you know tying over into the into this into the WWE stock for a minute, um, can they convert this additional expense that they're you know doing right now with putting going live with SmackDown on Tuesday night? There's no more money coming from uh, the net from the television network to do that. That's out of their pocket. So they're producing more content. Can it translate yeah. into more subscribers? So you know we talked about the stock a while back and when it was at $17. Well, now they're trying, it's the stock has, has definitely moved up and it's trying to break 20 bucks. Now they've got earnings report coming up um, Thursday. If I was owning WWE stock, I think I'd be selling half right now and waiting to see what happens because um, that they're going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with as far as subscriber numbers. And that's the, that's what wall street's going to be wanting to see is and now of course it's way obviously the the brand split has nothing to do with these subscriber numbers that's going to be really where the rubber meets the road the next time around is to, are they really going to get anything out of this from subscribers uh, an interesting side note tna with the crazy matt hardy stuff that's been going on you know when they fi- when they did that final deletion match yeah. Um, between Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, which the idea of which was very much reminiscent. I mean, who would have thought that we'd have been talking about the WWE basically ripping off a TNA idea? 
I oh, mean, yeah. when they did the whole, the, I mean, unbelievable, right? Guess, you know what numbers the uh, the final deletion pulled, Larry? No, I don't. I don't. The, 33% jump. They got 100,000 more viewers for that show. Which, huh. I mean, you know, you're talking about the difference between three and 400,000, but that can't be, I mean, that was not staggering in the sense that we're, it's, it's, they're not competition, right? So the, the numbers are just so far less. They're literally a 10% of what WWE is doing, right? But that still gave me a great deal of hope, actually, where I went, you know, if you take a chance, if you execute something well, a lot of people hate the Matt Hardy stuff. I got to say, I love it. I think it's strangely exactly what the WWE has wanted to do and never had the guts to do because it really wasn't about wrestling. It was really presented as this sort of like wacky movie where wrestling was sort of the medium of exchange, but it was really about Matt Hardy and like Ruby Sky. It was about the whole nuts, like spectacle of it all. And man, I mean, when's the last time we said anything good about TNA? That's the thing. Love it or hate it. It got people talking about TNA that like they haven't been in a long, long time. And they presented a very good show. They, they really showcased the women uh, who were Marty Bell, who's frequently at AWE, uh, against, you know, Jade slash, you know, Mia Yim, who I've used on more than one occasion. Uh, I, and, you know, Eli Drake went from like a nothing nobody to a pushed heel who they're really letting run with the ball. And I love his shtick. And so, you know, good for TNA. Where do they go from here? Who knows? But... You know, there's life. I was going to ask Ace this. You know, it, the, the the party line has always been in wrestling. So the WWE goes, so goes indie wrestling, right? But at a time where the WWE is drawing the lowest ratings that it has in literally decades, and so much of the talk about wrestling is very negative, I, I'm proud that so many in Georgia wrestling are doing so well peach state's doing well right um southern fried is doing well we're doing well why we wrestle went from oh my god when are they going to close to under dan running things it's like it's a great show again and and scenic city i mean so it's it's nice to see so many kind of bucking the trend of as WWE goes, so goes wrestling. Um, it's actually very, yeah. very nice to see. What do you, Larry, uh, are you going to watch SmackDown now? I, I, I would always tape it and barely watch it. That was kind of my, my MO with SmackDown. What's, is, is your viewing behavior going to change because of this brand thing? Well, probably to some extent. It's taking it from someone who never watched SmackDown. I'll probably hmm. now, you know, have it on in the background and, and look at some of it, you know, uh, because of the brand split. So, yeah, I probably will see more of it than I ever did before because, you know, I just wasn't watching any of it, really. So, yeah, it'll be a little bit of change in viewing habits for me. Um, you know, I'm, right. not, I'm not like dying like right now to, to end this show because I don't, you know, miss a minute of it, but I'll, I'll, be, looking at some, <laughs> I'll be looking at some of it. So. Cool. Well, Larry, uh, you know, we haven't talked for, for, for quite a bit. I know, I know you yeah. have closing words. I got to say, um, to all of those who are very concerned, uh, my hair is growing back at a steady pace. <laughs> I'm going to cut a promo by Tiki Torchlight tomorrow night so everybody can see what I look like. But thank God um, it's growing back in. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, the pink, the, 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 uh, the blonde pigtails, Larry. It was a glorious night. It was a glorious night up until yeah. that guy started shaving my head. Um, yeah, you you, yeah. you did look excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, H. Jeff yeah. Bailey. Um, yes, I did. Yes, I did what were, what were you going to say, Larry? What oh, were you going to say? No, on, on a more serious note, before we go, um, just wanted to uh, note the passing of uh, Skinny Kenny Arden, um, hmm. who was, um, you know, wrestled shows all over in Georgia and Tennessee for many many years. Um, uh, 
and you know he just he just passed away i believe within the last day and um you know he was a beloved figure by many um through the years so i just wanted to note that uh we'll miss you kenny um my last note, uh, the night before Sacred Ground, that Friday, uh, I'm going to get together with Larry and we're going to get it all organized and get the website up there and all that stuff. I want to have a kind of a gathering on that Friday night. Uh, it looks like it's going to be 10 bucks. So any wrestling person in the state or anywhere else for that matter who wants to have all you can drink, all you can eat and sit around and meet people and uh, do, our, do the damn thing, uh, it's going to be the Friday before Sacred Ground at the uh, main event uh, which is a full bar full deli and all that stuff so it's going to be a wonderful event and uh, you know passing a Kenny Arden is sort of a reminder I, I used to tell this to the people that I taught um, all the time which is you only get one time around this motherfucker and uh, you know so if you got a hatchet to bury bury it um, and live it up man um, Get out to the great shows, be part of the great shows, and just live. Just live and do your thing. So, Larry, any last words? Um, obviously, look, which, let's see, what are you, you going to summer, Yes. Summer of Hate uh, in Cornelia, the big summer show. And as Ace already mentioned, uh, the George South Les Thatcher Camp. Uh, is also taking place, and that's this coming Saturday. So um, if you're looking for a show to go to, that looks like the one for this weekend. Well, excellent. Well, Larry and I will return in two weeks with a lot to talk about um, since he and I are both going to be at Scenic City uh, on that first weekend in August. And, uh, yeah, next week will be Matt Hankins at Some Bitch and Big Wood uh, with Three the Hard Way next Tuesday. But then Larry and I will be back with The Tipping Point the Tuesday after that. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Ace Rockwell for filling in so ably. And we will see you at the matches. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.